everyone and welcome back to the Family Gossip Podcast where our goal is to make someone stay brighter. My name is Mina. And I'm Michelle. And thanks so much for tuning in. We drop new episodes every Wednesday-ish. So make sure you follow us on our Instagram at Family Gossip Podcast so you know exactly when we drop new episodes. Alright, so we're going to start off with today's bright moment. Uh, Michelle, why don't you kick it off? Okay, so I made this friend like a year ago. When I first met her, I didn't think we were going to get along because she just was so extroverted mm-hmm. and, like, just willing to speak up whenever. But I had a clinical rotation with her, and we ended up becoming, like, really, like, good friends. But after our clinical rotation ended, we just were so busy, we never, like, hung out. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, I saw her for the first time in person for a year, and she looked kind of different, too, because she... Why hadn't like, you seen her? We've just been so busy, and we didn't have the same clinical uh, rotations anymore, you know? Because, yeah. like she's on different days and I'm on different days Mm -hmm. and we both live far apart you know so Mm -hmm. um I ended up seeing her and she had like lost a ton of weight so I didn't even recognize her at first until she said hi to me yeah I was like is this her I'm not even sure (laughs) but we ended up like just being like spontaneous and hung out for like a bunch of hours yesterday and it was really nice to catch up with her nice so yeah it was cool Oh, that's always nice. Yeah. I also love those friends that you don't think you'll be friends with, and they end up becoming, like, really important in your life. Yeah. Because they're the best friendships. Yeah. Like, my friend Jenny that I talk about a lot, I did not like her when <laughs> I first met her. I remember telling someone, I was like, Jenny's so obnoxious. I would never be friends oh with her. Oh, my goodness. And then a year later, she was, like, one of my best friends. She's so going to be butter when she hears She this. already knows that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've had conversations about it. It's really funny. That's so funny. I never got that impression that she was obnoxious when I met her. She was just, like, very loud and, oh, like, really boisterous. Really? I really liked her when I first met her. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, I love her now, too. This is not yeah. a hate on Jenny session. I would never do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah. What's your bright moment? Um, I went running yesterday, and it was so nice because I decided to go down some, like, country roads in our area, and I got to see some horses, mm. and I love horses, and then um, there's, like, this... That's crazy that you love horses. I love horses, and I'm allergic, but <laughs> I really want a horse eventually, but I don't really know how to ride one, so I... Wait, what? I wouldn't be a good owner for it. Oh, okay. Um, but also this, like, house kind of near our house... Um, they just raise, like, a bunch of calves and stuff, so there's, like, a ton of calves. <gasps> oh, baby cows? Yeah, so I got to see all the calves. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, and it was so pretty. The sun was shining. It was golden hour, and I got to see some horses. got to see some calves. I don't know how long they're going to be here, <laughs> like, when they're going to slaughter them or whatever. <gasps> what? I mean, they had to, yeah, that's, like, why they have them, you know? Oh, I didn't know we lived near a slaughterhouse No, place. no, no, it's not a, they just sell them off. Um, anyways, it was really nice to see all the farm animals <laughs> before they get slaughtered. <laughs> um, and it was really nice running through the country, and I definitely want to run through there again. It was mm-hmm. so nice. All right, so that's it for our bright moment. Today, we are going to do kind of like a continuation of last week's episode. Last week's episode, we talked about five things that we wanted to improve about ourselves. So for today's episode, we're going to kind of flip it around. We're going to do five things that we like about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this might come off as braggy, but I think it's a really good exercise for everyone to be able to come up with things that they like about themselves. Because I know even Michelle kind of had trouble. I had a lot of difficulty. It actually made me emotional because I'm like, I don't like myself. No! See, but then this is good. It's horrible that I'm admitting this, but like I, a lot of things that I do in my life is because I'm trying to compensate for, for things that I feel like I'm not good at. Like, like my externship, I'm compensating because I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be a good nurse one day, you know? 
just like a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just so trying it to was... make up for like a lot of my decisions basically come out from me disliking myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was interesting, though, because I was very easily able to come up with five things that I like about Michelle. Yeah. So hopefully that this was affirming for her and, like, helps her believe in herself more. I don't know. So if you don't really like yourself, take this opportunity to think about things that you like about yourself. Or ask somebody. It might help or to have an outside somebody. view. Yeah, and I'm not telling Michelle this stuff to, like, puff her up or anything, because... I don't feel like doing that. Like, I truly do believe that these are good things about Michelle. So, me telling her some things kind of helped her think of other yeah. things she liked about herself. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's really good practice. Like, you know, sometimes we feel down in the dumps about who we are and, like, the decisions we've made. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you're not to get too deep or anything. But, like, your life is valuable. You do have an impact on people. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how many friends you have or how many family members you have, like, when you go, someone will miss you, right? Yeah. You know what's crazy is that I was talking... I'm sorry, this is, like, kind of off topic. No, that's okay. We always go off topic. I was talking to this guy whose brother committed suicide, and he was saying... He was talking about it, and I told him, you know, your brother was probably thinking that no one would miss him, mm-hmm. you know? And he, he was like, that's exactly what he thought. He thought he had no impact on anybody, and he said, it messed up my family forever. Yeah. And we always miss him. And I'm like, you know, it's it's crazy. You have you do have to think, like, I probably have an impact on somebody. You have an impact on at least one person at yeah. the bare minimum. I truly believe that no matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter what you've done in life. Yeah. You have impact on at least one person. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so we're going to get started into it. Um, We're going to do five per person. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back and forth. So, I guess I can start since it's a little easier for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> me and Jenny always joke around, we're like, we're narcissists. <laughs> okay. So, the first thing I like about myself is I think I'm very friendly. Mm-hmm. I used to really want to come off as intimidating, and I think I've mentioned that in this podcast. But I think at the end of the day, I'm really friendly. Um, I love talking to people. I love meeting people. Uh, whenever there's, like, new people at work, I always go up to them and, like, introduce myself. And I just love people who are friendly, so, like, I would want the same, mm-hmm. you know, for me. So I always try to think of that. And I just, I don't know, I just feel like you can never have too many friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fun to, like, learn about people, where they're from. And, like, especially at work, we have a ton of travelers from all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so I love just, like, hearing about them and their experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and, yeah, I feel like it's, it just makes life easier and a lot happier, and it makes, like, life more pleasant. Yeah. And I've had, I've had quite a few people be like, yeah, you're super friendly, like, you know. Or, or, like or work, or? Yeah, yeah, like, some people just say, like, oh, yeah, you're really friendly and open, and, like, I'm sharing all these things with you that I <laughs> never share with anyone. Like, I don't really know why I'm telling you all these things about myself. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, I'm just, like, here to listen, right? Yeah. And so I just, I love getting people to open up and kind of, like, defrost. Defrost. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my turn. So I feel like I'm a pretty middle-of-the-road person, so... Mm -hmm. And I purposely try to be that way. You're really good at it. Uh, I mean, I I know I still have biases and stuff, but I'm always... That's human nature, though. Yeah, but I'm always willing to hear, like, all the sides to a story. Yeah. You know, like, when I read the news, I purposely try to read, like papers that I know come from different perspectives. Sure. And I think that's really important, you mm-hmm. know, because 
you do get, at least with media today, you get so caught up in, like, all the little bubbles and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's something I feel like I'm always working on, but something that I make a point to do, and that's something I like about myself. I think it definitely shows through in, like, everything that you do in the conversations that you have. Yeah. Um, I think in another life, you would have been a judge. Really? I think you would be a really good judge. Huh. I don't know. Well, that's interesting. I, I, I think hate so. Law. <laughs> no, I mean that's why I said another another oh, life. I yeah, see, I see. Yeah. yeah, I mean I don't always agree with everything that I read, but I'm very always interested in hearing it. You know, because it centers me yeah. as a person, and there's always something that I can learn, and I it helps me like better understand people's justifications behind their actions. Yeah, I think you're a very non-judgmental person, and I feel like sometimes I tell you these stories that maybe don't paint me in a good light or don't paint another person in a good light, mm. right? And you always do a really good job of not, like, being like, oh, you suck, or that other person sucks, get rid of them. It's just like a, oh, I could see why they're doing this, or I could see why you're doing that even though it was wrong or whatever. Oh, okay. um, yeah. I think you're really good at, like, giving unbiased advice, or at least in my eyes is unbiased, right? I don't feel like you're ever trying to steer me in any direction. Oh, okay. You're just saying what you believe like to you, be right. Yeah, like, I don't have, like, some hidden agenda. No, no. Yeah. You always do what you think is right. You always say what you think is right. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think you That's do a very, very good nice job of that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, like, sometimes, you know, you go to people for advice and you know they're going to try to steer you one direction. And, like, nothing against that, mm-hmm. right? They just are on your team and they believe this is best for you, mm-hmm. right? But you're just kind of like, this is the facts. Like, I think either way is fine. Um, but you have to think about this. This, this and that. Yeah, yeah, or what you want for your life. And uh, it's kind of like, hey, here's the here's the evidence or whatever. It's up to you to make a decision. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay. Next thing I like about myself is I think I'm really good at apologizing, guys. Like, anytime we have a fight in our family, I feel like I'm always one of the first to apologize. Like, I don't really have a lot of shame about doing it. Like, some people... But do you always take the fault on yourself? That's what I'm wondering. No, no, not always. Not always. Because here's the thing. There's some situations where I won't apologize, and that's when you know I really feel like I'm right. Mm, Right? Like, I will stand my ground. So you're saying you recognize your own faults, too, and you're willing to apologize for that first. Yes. It's not embarrassing. It's you. no. I have yeah. no shame in apologizing first. Mm-hmm. I'm not really one to hold a grudge if I if I do believe that like I messed up in some way as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm not like a doormat. I'm not like, "Oh, I just want to resolve this conflict, so I'm just going to like apologize." Like mm-hmm. that's not it at all, but like there's definitely some people I know in life who like even if they've messed up, they just aren't the ones who apologize. Mm. Like, some people, they apologize, like, once a year, right? Like, it has to be something really, really big, and they apologize. Yeah. Otherwise, they just kind of, like, let it go, and they just, like, never really address it. And They kind of let let it sweep under the rug. Yeah, and then the other person in the conflict doesn't care enough to, like, ask for an apology. Yeah, they they let it go under the rug, too. I feel like that happens a lot, right? But I feel like I'm really good at, like, being proactive and apologizing. I think, like, anytime I'm in a conflict with someone, I do a good job of, like, taking a step back and really, like assessing myself Mm -hmm. and like my actions and like you know I think that's really impressive because I hear you talk about your previous relationships and how you always discuss things with people Mm -hmm. and don't just let it simmer and I feel like that communication and that willingness to like open be open about your faults and like all that stuff that's Mm -hmm. so impressive you don't hear that often yeah I'm very like conflict friendly in the sense of like you handle it well I really don't mind confrontation 
I have confronted a lot of people in my life. (laughs) But it helps solve problems, you know? Yeah, just clear the air. Yeah. Yeah. You know that movie Encanto? Yeah. I felt like that family did not confront anyone, you know, and then it all fell apart. I mean, that's sometimes our family, too, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but that family had some, like, serious trauma for generations because they didn't confront stuff, and I feel like you're kind of, like, a good solution to that, you know? Maybe I should be in the Encanto family. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel weird saying this because I feel like I'm, like, bragging about myself, but I'm not. I'm just saying, like, I think that's definitely a strong suit about me is, like, I have no problem addressing conflict. I have no problem apologizing first. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, like, I take 100% of the blame of this, but I'll be like, hey, you know, I'm really sorry I spoke to you that way. Like, yeah. I was really cranky. Yeah. But I'm not saying, like, hey, I'm sorry, like, you were mean to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm good about that. And our mom always says, like, I'm very sweet that way. Like, yeah. I always apologize first. Like, whenever yeah. I was younger and I get in trouble <laughs> and mommy would be yelling at us, <laughs> I, I would always come to her, like, five minutes later and be like, I'm, You did do that. I always, I, it's always been ingrained in me, right? It's just yeah. my nature. I'm like, I'm sorry, mommy. And I would hold out. And Michelle would hold out for, like, days, right? <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. You and know, I, I'm a lot better, you guys. Once I go to sleep, I usually reset, so. I, yeah, no, yeah. you're a lot better at apologizing yeah. now, too. Yeah. Yeah. But you've always been very good at, like, stepping up to the plate and figuring things out. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. What's your next point? Okay. My next point is that I work really hard not to forget my roots. Yeah. Um, Dude, you're so good at that. I've had so many people, like, tell me your sister, it's so impressive your sister does that. Who? Like, my friends have approached me and they've told me that. Oh, okay. Well, basically what I'm trying to get at is that, I mean, we're born in the U.S., you know, Um, but our parents are, like, Vietnamese refugees who are citizens, obviously, now. Mm-hmm. But I, being Vietnamese has always been a really big part of my identity, even though I wasn't born over there. And, I, you know, it's interesting, guys. Um, I feel like Michelle and I turned out really different. Yeah. And we grew up in the same household. Yeah. In very similar manners. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, we should, really should do a podcast episode on this. I think it would be really, really fascinating on for what? people. On growing up Asian or, like, oh, growing oh. up Vietnamese and yeah. culture and stuff. Yeah. But anyways, I interrupted. But I think out of all the kids, I'm the one who's trying the hardest to keep that, like, connection to our culture. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. I took I took a class about, like, ethnic studies or whatever, which I did not like that class, but I did learn something. Mm-hmm. And I was reading the book that, like, our textbook... And it was talking about how normally second-generation people are usually the ones that try to get back to their roots. Are we... What are we? We're considered first. Okay. Or first... It depends on the definition. It's always dependent on That's why I get so confused. So our parents can be considered first, but in other definitions, we would be considered first. Because we're the first born here. Yeah. 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 But I consider ourselves first, you know? Yeah. Um, based off of that definition. Yeah. But they say that usually the second generation... Like, the one, the kids that are, like, born from American kids mm-hmm. are the ones that try to get more, like, contact. And I was like, that's really interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe they start to develop, like, curiosity about their roots. Yeah. Whatever. But to me, I've always, like, felt very close mm-hmm. to being Vietnamese people. Like, I, I like talking to Vietnamese people. You take a lot of pride in it. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of weird because I wasn't even born there. But... No, I don't think you have to be born there. Yeah, we, we had a lot of exposure to it growing up. Yeah, but yeah. one of my friends who 
who is from Vietnam, straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, she's one of my closest friends. Straight up? <laughs> <laughs> um, she says that I'm the first person that she's met in the U.S. who wants to be that connected to Vietnamese culture. It's she so said that, impressive. Yeah. She yeah. Said, so, I mean, I'm actively, constantly trying to learn more Vietnamese. My mm-hmm. kids, like, speak Vietnamese. They're fluent, guys. They're better in Vietnamese than I am. Yeah, they're very good at Vietnamese. Yeah. And, like, all the lessons that I teach my kids... Like, I have to, like, learn this stuff on translation and stuff, but, um, like, I teach my kids math and Vietnamese. I, like, the way I teach reading is that I give them the Vietnamese word if they don't know the English word, Mm -hmm. and then they translate it in their head. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of it's difficult for me, but I'm willing to do that so we can stay close to our culture. It's amazing. I don't want to forget our roots. It's something that's really important to me, because I see... I see my husband, Aaron, he's, like, white. He doesn't know anything about his culture, you know? <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. It's not something that he cares about, but for me, it's something I don't want to forget because, you know, my parents loved our country before, like, things went down, you know? I was going to say, they definitely don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, like, they, you know, it's important to them, you know? Yeah, they, they were very intentional about it, especially our mom. Yeah. Like, she sent us to Vietnamese school. Yeah. Uh, always cooked the food. We spoke Vietnamese. We speak Vietnamese at yeah. home. And it's actually interesting. When growing up, we would be like, oh, other parents don't treat us this way, you know? And our parents would always say, we're Vietnamese, you know? Mm. So they still view themselves as Vietnamese people. And well, yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. yeah. They, they don't say that they're U.S. Because I know there are some citizens who, like, uh, say, oh, we're United States citizens. We're not, like, yeah. this anymore, you know? Yeah. So I just thought that was really interesting. But, yeah, I hope that my kids can learn to appreciate and love, like, part of their history, you know? And mm-hmm. I hope they never forget, like, the sacrifices that our parents made to come over. Yeah. Like, Aww. <laughs> Why am I going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, one of my biggest goals one day is, like, I bought a camera to do this, you guys, but... I'm going to film, like, my parents' refugee stories. I want it to, like, be saved because there are so many refugees out there who have not shared their story. And it's, like, oral history just, like, dies with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad because there's so many stories that we don't know. Like, my mom will tell, like, a story that her friend went through, and I'm like, are you insane? Nobody knows that? That's crazy, you know? And so, like, I would love to just go around and, like, interview a bunch of refugees about what they want to share. Yeah. You know? It's really interesting. That but, would yeah. be really cool. That's one of my big goals one day. Yeah, I definitely need to learn from you more. I'm definitely inspired by you. Like, I don't have kids yet, and I don't know who I'm going to marry, so, like, you know, that's different, too, yeah. right? Like, I think it was good that Aaron was very supportive, too, and he was Oh, willing. I told him straight off the bat. Like, I was yeah. like being Vietnamese, like, I want my kids to speak Vietnamese. I want them to know that, yeah. like, culture and stuff. Yeah, and you're so intentional about it, whereas I'm like, oh, it'd be nice, but, like, I don't know if I'll be able to do it. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know where I'm going to be at in life if I'm going to have the resources to do it, whereas oh. you're like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Right? And, and I want to do it, but, again, it just all depends on, like, who you end up with mm-hmm. and how supportive they are. And what how... their own culture is. Exactly, you know? like, exactly. Your kids might even be, like, quadrilingual or something. Yeah, you know? that'd you be never cool. know. It's crazy how much having another language can benefit you in life, especially if you work with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You never know when it'll pop up and help you. Mm-hmm. So it's, For that's sure. something that I want my kids to have. And it's like, the older you get, more people are like, oh, I wish I knew another language. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool you know that. Like, I, I wish I was like that too. I wish I had the opportunity. Yeah. So I, I definitely, you know, the wheels are turning in my head after this conversation. I'm like, <laughs> dang, I could be more like Michelle. <laughs> and it's not that I'm ashamed to be Vietnamese. Like, that's not it at yeah. all. It's just never really been on the forefront of my mind. Yeah. That's so weird that it's always been in the forefront of mind. Like, our yeah. parents never, 
like pushed it that much, you know? Yeah. But they're like pretty westernized for I, I think so. Like yeah. they're not like typical crazy strict Asian parents. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. They're very reasonable. They're pretty balanced. They're in, very balanced. In yeah. like the world of parents. Yeah. Um, definitely. Okay, your turn. Alright. Um, next thing I like about myself is I feel like I'm always down for an adventure. And I feel like I was that way in high school for sure. Like, I was always saying yes, like, anytime anyone wanted to hang out and it was, like, safe and healthy. Like, uh-huh. What's your I definition would... of adventure? Not adventure. I'm always down to, like, hang out oh, and do okay. whatever, right? Okay. Like, I'm, like, pretty go with the flow about things oh, like I that. Um, and I, I used to really have that spirit in me, like, in high school. And then I feel like in college and then, like, post-college a couple years... I kind of lost it. Like, I became such a homebody. And I think oh. it was just who I was surrounded with at the time uh-huh. kind of rubbed off on me. Oh. And I was just, like, content being at home, whatever. And I remember, like, a year after graduating college, I was kind of, like, looking at old photos of high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, all these adventures and, like, hanging out with friends and how happy and, like, like wild and free I used to be, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, dang, I really miss that. Like, I used to just have that sense of, like, just seeking out like, fun and opportunities oh. and adventure out there. Yeah. And I was like, what happened to me? Like, oh, that yeah. used to be so me. You know, I just kind of imagine myself as, like, just this, like, wild-haired girl, like, <laughs> running around in fields and stuff, right? And I'm like, fields. Oh. I mean, you were in a field the other day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what happened to me? And then I was like, I wish I could get back to that. And this year, guys, I feel like I've really gotten back to it. Like, I think you didn't just get back to it. You went with it. I ran, Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I've been saying yes to, like, all these opportunities I've had. Yeah. And, and like, I feel like those adventures or whatever that you go on, those are going to impact you for life. For sure. Like, they're so good. I've done all these things that I just had never done before. Like, I went snowmobiling, and that was amazing. I, I literally feel like it changed my life, which I know is, like, so dramatic. It's just <laughs> snowmobiling. But it was such an amazing experience. It was yeah. beautiful. Like, I felt, like, so connected to God out there. It was amazing. Um, and then, like, I went ATV. You're like, God, right? thank you for creating snowmobiles. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I just, like, I don't know, I, like, went crabbing with my brothers. Like, mm-hmm. it was just so fun, and I just feel like I have that sense of adventure again. It's just, like, if I have time to do it, I will pretty much always say yes to anything. Yeah. And I'm, I think that's, like, a, a cool thing about me yeah. is, like, if someone's like, hey, I really want to do this, even though I've never done it, yeah. it, as long as it's not crazy. As long like, as, like... The rate of injury is low. <laughs> yeah, like, I was thinking about skydiving. I was like, would I say yes to skydiving now? I was like, I don't know, but I could see myself getting there. Oh. Okay. Whereas I used to be like, no. Holy cow. And I'm, I'm really scared of heights, guys, but I was like, maybe I could get there if the right But you're not scared of me. falling, right? Because I'm not scared of heights, but I'm scared of falling. I'm scared so of falling. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, then I would never do skydiving because I'm scared of falling and... The feeling in your throat, you know, when, mm-hmm. you, when you, like, go down a roller coaster. Ooh, yeah. I can't do that, so. Like, I feel like if there's, if I have friends out there and they're like, hey, I really want to do this thing. If they ask me, like, I will do it. Mm-hmm. As long as I can afford it yeah. and I have time to do it, yeah, I'll do it. I think, like, I've really gotten a lot more adventurous and I think it's been really fun and life has been really, really fun. You know, I feel like people like you who, like, do a lot of things and try a lot of things, they're so well-rounded and I hope I can do that for my kids. Like, I want to raise them to, like, travel a lot, try a lot of different things so they can have a better understanding of, like, people and have things to talk about with yeah. other people, you know? Yeah. It's just, 
you can always connect about those adventures now, you know? Like, I, yeah. You bring up snowmobiling, I'm sure somebody will. I did to... at work. This girl was like, I just went snowmobiling. I was like, oh my God, it was amazing, yeah, wasn't it? And she was like, it to was. Anybody. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's been really fun. I used to be, I feel like the last couple of years I've been a lot more reserved and like scared of things or wanted to save money mm. or just was like, no, I'm good at home. But now I'm like, you know what? No, I only have one life, mm-hmm. right? Like money is not everything. Like, all these memories are priceless. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. So anyone who is out there and wants to adventure, hit me up. I'm always down. Wow. Okay. Okay, your turn, Michelle. Okay, my turn. So something that I like about myself is that I'm really proud of the fact that I read a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. I like how much I read. And actually, reading has made my life a lot easier, I feel. Um... It's so funny because I was talking to my mom about it. She said, you used to hate reading when you were little. What? Yeah. Really? She said that. And then she said that she just kept forcing me and eventually it just stuck on. I guess she really forced me. Yeah. I became like so obsessed with it. It was like I would read all the time in school. It was a problem. Mm -hmm. Like in math class, maybe this is why I'm bad at math, I would hide my book behind my space maker. Space maker. Yeah. So I was just always reading and I was really into it Um, at our library. I... People never know this, but they have a 99 book limit. And I know that because I would hit that limit on borrowing. <laughs> and I would read all those 99 books that I borrowed every week. Yeah. Um, I was really into it, and I just love it. And I feel like I've learned a lot because I've, like, my reading abilities are stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say I'm, like, the best writer out there, but I think I'm better at writing because of how much reading I've done. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I can teach myself a lot because of my ability to read. Reading's amazing. Yeah. It is and, so amazing. You know, like I scored <laughs> my math SAT and ACT scores were like all week, but it was always carried by the fact that my reading scores were like I would like miss one question on those. Oh yeah. You know it's funny? So the ACT I did not the best on. I submitted my SAT guys. Um my ACT <laughs> math or science was twenty five oh. and my writing was thirty six. Yeah, wow. Okay. Isn't that insane? Dang. Good thing I went into a science field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like readings really helped me along the way. It teaches me so much. It just makes, like, my reading comprehension skills really help me in life, you know? Yeah. And so I've been pushing my daughter to read so much. She's so good at reading. She's pretty good at reading. Yeah. I think she's at second grade level right now, you guys. Yeah. But. And she's. She's four. Four, yeah. Um, I mean, I know there's always kids out there who's, like, really good, but I'm just proud well, of Well, we're just, like, that. regular Joe Schmoes. So yeah. she's really good for Joe yeah. Schmoes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I hope to instill in her the love of reading, and my son right now loves having people read to him. Really? Yeah, like, he's always trying to, like, he'll make me lift him up to look at our shelf, mm-hmm. and he'll choose a bunch of books that he wants us to read for oh, him. so darn cute. So, I want to instill that in them. There's a lot of learning that can come from books, and it helps you in the rest of your life, you know? Like, yeah. that skill, it's very useful. Yeah. So, yeah, and I feel like reading comprehension, it, like, helps me comprehend things in real life, too. Yeah. You know, like, like I can make a lot of connections because people say this, you know, and I can, like, start to make that. Yeah. Like, apply that skill or whatever, you yeah. know. Especially nowadays with, like, STEM being on the forefront. Like, mm-hmm. people have kind of neglected, like, You know, they don't call it STEM the anymore, right? What do they call it? They call it STEAM. What is that? So, it's, like, STEM, but A is for art. So, basically, it's just everything. everything. Yeah. Okay. Which I think is important. You see yeah. that book right there? We're, we're in my oh. kid's playroom, you guys. But um, I have this, like, book set called Steam, and it talks about, you know, science, technology, 
with engineering, engineering, art, and math. And I think it's really important that you include art in there. Yeah, arts are so important. Yeah, it's very yeah. relaxing, and it's it provides pretty an mathematical, outlet. too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm the glad arts. they include that. I know a lot of people get upset that A is in there, but don't forget the arts. They're important, you know? Yeah. You know society is flourishing more when there's more art in it. I so, believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I feel like I saw a s- statistic somewhere that was, like, if you have, like, arts programs, the rate of crime goes down or something like that. Oh, that's impressive. I think I just made that up, but oh. it sounds valid. I mean, it's probably a correlation. Yeah. You know, people can use it as their outlet instead exactly. of crime. And, yeah, <laughs> instead of, like, shooting people. <laughs> <Yeah>. just... <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay. Um, next thing I like about myself is I think I'm really funny, guys. <laughs> Um, but this is actually kind of interesting because there was someone that was, like, really close to me in my life who did not think I was funny. Which I find insane. Which is, like, crazy. Not to, like, toot my own horn or anything, but I think I'm really freaking funny. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I think that's, like, one of my most... People have told me that's one of my most prominent qualities. And this person who was so important to me was like, no, I don't think you're funny at all. And they weren't trying to be mean. Like, truly, they did not think I was funny and did not laugh at my jokes. Did they find anyone else funny? Yeah, but I did not think that person was funny. So (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) But I I love being funny. And you know what I hate? I didn't realize this. There's like this stereotype that girls aren't funny. Did you know that? Guys will be like, yeah, like, let's see, let's say a girl posts something, right, uh-huh. and she thinks she's funny, but she's, like, not. Uh, guys will comment, and they're like, yeah, see, <gasps> girls aren't funny. Or this is what you happens when girls try to be funny. Though? I think there are definitely girls that are so funny out there, right? Yeah. But I've seen, like, some female comedians, and I don't think they're funny. No! The, yeah. The, this is what I hate. I feel like a lot of female comedians feel the need to make very, like, sexual yeah. jokes. Yeah. It's like they're compensating. Yeah. In order th- that they can be funny. Like, like what, what's her name? Ali Wong and Amy Schumer? Yeah. I don't find them funny. They're so... What's the word? Not explicit. That's not the word I'm thinking about. I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, they just feel the need to, like, make all these sexual jokes. And it's like, you can be funny without doing that. Yeah. And it's not that I'm a prude. Like, I think sexual jokes are funny for yeah. sure. But I think they, like, make that their comedian identity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I know I've met some, like, really funny girls out there. They are so charismatic. Yeah. But female comedians, I don't find funny. But I didn't know that was a stereotype that girls aren't funny. Yeah, it's horrible. What the heck? I feel like I know more funny girls than I know funny guys. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I've yeah. never heard that. But I've also been around more females in yeah. my life, going to an all-girls school, being in a sorority. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And working in nursing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I love that I'm funny. Well, you know what? Aaron's not funny at all. <laughs> yeah. So. So I don't think that stereotype works. What? The the funny thing. Like, guys being more funny than girls. Yeah. Like, I, I think... don't think I'm funny, but... You're I'm, definitely funny compared to Aaron. Yeah, I yeah, know. I think so you're, you're pretty, pretty funny. What? I think everyone in our field is pretty funny, to be honest. <laughs> but there's, like, just nothing better than cracking a joke, and it just lands so well. Yeah. And you, I'm jealous of that ability of yours. You feel like a ray of sunshine <laughs> is, like, coming off of you because you're like, dang, I did that. I did that. Oh. That's the best. You know, like, I used to... <laughs> this is so weird. I used to wish I could be, like, Robin Williams. That's not weird. 
That's not weird? I don't think so. I have... N- my personality is nothing like his, mm-hmm. but I was like, I want to be like him. He's just so happy and what a ray of sunshine, you mm-hmm. know? So I wish I were like that, but I'm not. But that's okay. Yeah. Funny people are the best. Yeah. Yeah. They just light up a room. But mm-hmm. you know what's interesting is that they say funny people are usually the saddest. A lot of comedians, they, like, suffer depression. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, just faking it until they make it, which I find so interesting. That's so sad. I mean, it's kind of the artist stereotype. Yeah, that's Like, true. the suffering artist or whatever. Yeah, they make the best music or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hope I eventually do end up with someone who finds me funny, because that would be really sad if they didn't think I was funny. Yeah, because that's one of your best qualities, and no, if they don't thank recognize you. that, that's weird. Yeah, and I try not to, like, do humor that's, like, deprecating. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people try to be funny by, like, tearing other people down. And I don't think that's actual true humor. I think that's a cop-out. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, I mean, not just deprecating to others, but deprecating to themselves. Like, self-deprecation. I think a little bit of self-deprecation here and there is kind of funny, but, yeah. But I remember there was, like, this guy that we knew growing up, and he just was always dissing on other people, and people would laugh at that. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, like... I don't want to be near you anymore because yeah. your humor is based off of just making one person feel bad. Yeah. That's so That's sad. not true humor. Yeah. That's when you're not funny and you're trying to be funny, so you're just, like, grasping at straws. Yeah. That's yeah. really sad. <laughs> it is super sad. So don't do that, folks. Yeah. All right. What's your next thing, Michelle? Okay, so these last two... I had a hard time coming up with the first three, but these last two Mina had to help me with. <laughs> um, so she says that... And I kind of recognize it after she mentioned it. Yeah. She says that I don't get caught up in trends, mm-hmm. which is interesting because, I mean, everybody's always, like, hating me on me for the way I dress and, like, do things because we I We don't just... hate on you. We're just like, are you really sure you want to walk out like that? Like, this is your last chance. This I just... is your opportunity to change. I mean, I just do whatever I want, like... Truly. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wore, like, a comfy in public, you guys. Uh, Mina bought me one and she was like, is this a good idea? (laughs) But I was like, yeah, I want one and I'm just going to wear it wherever I want. I don't care. And then it's really interesting because I feel like a lot of the clothes that I did like growing up was kind of like 90s style. And now that it's back in fashion, Mm. it's like, do I even like it anymore? (laughs) Yeah. You're like anti-trends. But you don't, you don't do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do it on purpose. But like, I used to wear overalls all the time. Mm -hmm. I loved overalls. I used to make fun of Michelle for her overalls, which I feel bad about because I have some overalls. Yeah. Yeah. Now people are starting to wear overalls again. The only reason I stopped wearing them, because it's kind of hard to take them off and go to the bathroom. Yeah. And like, carry the straps and all that. But I, I like the look of them. So I just wore them and I did whatever I want. So I think I just do what I like to do, at least in terms of, like, trends. Clothing and the way yeah. you look and, like, Michelle does not get caught up in, like, material things. Not in the sense of, like, okay, obviously she likes nice things here and there. Yeah. Right? Everyone does. Like, yeah. if you didn't, are you enjoying life? Who knows? But it's, like, you know, if something was super uncool and I told you that and other people told you that, but you truly liked it, yeah. you'd be like, I don't care, I'm wearing it. Like, you're yeah. just not ashamed to. Whereas, I think if someone was like, yo, that's really not cool, I probably would, wouldn't wear oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what? Like, 
somebody made fun of my bag, you guys. My bag is a lunchbox. <laughs> I have this lunchbox that I love and I just use it as my purse. And Aaron actually bought it for me when I was pregnant and we were super poor. Mm -hmm. And I love that lunchbox. It's, it's a really good lunchbox. I stole it for a bit and I was really sad I had to give it back. <laughs> <laughs> she asked for it. I was like, no. <laughs> but um, I love that lunchbox and I'm always willing to use it as a purse. It's not even nice looking. It's just black and it's this igloo lunchbox. Mm -hmm. But that's what I like to use. And somebody made fun of me for it. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's perfect. It fits so much and it doesn't look like it would. Yeah. 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 So, that's that's something that I guess is good about me. Yeah. Michelle's great about that. She, like, does not care about what other people think when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Um, last thing I like about myself. This is kind of hard to explain in, like, a sentence. Um... I think I'm really good at remembering people's intentions. Mm -hmm. So, like, okay, if someone broke something of mine that I really cared about, and they broke it on accident, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm so, so, so sorry, I'd be like, oh, that's okay. Like, it's not your fault. Like, obviously, I'm bummed, right? Like, mm -hmm. I liked that thing, but you didn't do it on purpose, so, like accidents happen I'm not gonna get mad at you for mm -hmm. it I think I'm like pretty decent about that I wasn't always but I think especially nowadays like I think I really always try to remember that mm -hmm. and I'll have to talk about it in Mina's memory box next week but guys my car oh is broken my car no got, you should yeah definitely talk. About it's it gonna be it's, it's gonna a be, story it's a saga okay basically I had a very unfortunate situation happen to me. Mm -hmm. It was very harrowing, very distressing. Um, my car is not usable currently. Like, it's going to be in the shop for a bit. Yeah. And it was a situation that somebody else caused. Yeah. And I was very kind about the situation. Like, very understanding. To the point today where I, like, I went to the dealership to kind of, like, deal with some things. Yeah. And this is... So, basically, this happened yesterday, okay? And I went to the dealership today to kind of just, like, sort out some things. And the secretary told me, she said, you know, I was telling the girl who's, like, managing your case that she's very lucky that you are so nice about this. Mm -hmm. She's like, if it were me, I would have been like, what the heck? She's like, but you've been very nice. And so, I think I always am able to, like, take a step back yeah. and be like... You know what? They didn't do it on purpose. Like, accidents happen. Even if it put your life at risk. And my life was at risk in this situation. Guys, it was bad. It's yeah. really bad. You're really going to have to tune into Mina's memory box next week. Yeah. Um, it's a good story, you guys. <laughs> Sometimes her stories get a little long, but this one's a good one. <laughs> this one's worth it. But I think I just always remember, like, okay, if I were in this situation and I, like, broke this thing or ruined this thing of someone else's, like, I would really hope that they would extend that grace to me. And so mm -hmm. I always try to remember to do that. And so, like, I'll just be bummed, right? I'll be like, ah, oh, that really sucks. But I'll be like, you know, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. Like, yeah. things happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what's your last thing, Michelle? Okay, so this one Mina helped me come up with, too. And she said that I'm a really good sharer. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle's so sharing, guys. So, um, I, I don't know. This is... You know, in the U.S., everything is so, like, this is mine, like... Individualism. Yeah, individualism. Yeah. I feel like, even though our parents wasn't, like, they weren't super... super <laughs> our parents wasn't. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> our parents weren't so, like, strict on this. I feel like I grew up with kind of a collectivist mindset. Hmm. Which is interesting, because I grew up in America. But I'm always willing to share everything. Michelle's like, so good about that. 
yeah, like, I, I will do, like, I have something. I, Mina grew up, she labeled everything that was You guys, good. I had a label maker and I went insane. Like, <laughs> literally things that really weren't even mine. Like, we had this stapler and I just decided to claim it and I labeled it Mina. <laughs> you know, I still use scissors of yours that say Mina on it. <laughs> I think I'm better now. Actually, I know I'm better now. Yeah, you're but, much better. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's funny, like, like, Mina and I used to have the same shoe size and I would always have to ask, can I use your shoes? Really? Yeah, you got mad at me for just, like, borrowing your shoes. That's but she so never funny. had to ask me, which I'm, I'm not, like, not butthurt about it, but it was just, like, that's how things worked at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I'm always willing to share, like... Or, okay, here's a good story. Okay. So, I remember my dad never really traveled for business or anything, but then, like, when he did, we would ask him to bring him back, bring oh, us back souvenirs, souvenirs yeah. right? And so, he would bring us back, like, two different things right? And so then, like, I would get one thing, Michelle would get another thing. And I would decide that I like Michelle's more, and then I would throw a giant fit about it, and Michelle always gave me hers without, like, yeah, nobody told Michelle, like, hey, just, you know, give it to Mina, like, you know, she's throwing a fit about it. Like, Michelle always just would come up to me and be like, here, you can have mine. And then, you guys, I'm literally the worst. I would take it. (laughs) (laughs) But she, Michelle did that, like, on the reg, or, like, People would give us, like, I don't know, Christmas presents or something, and it'd be the exact same thing, but, like, mine would be blue and Michelle's would be yellow. And then I would throw a giant fit. Oh, my, I don't remember this. I would want the yellow one, and Michelle would like the yellow one, too, right? But she'd be like, it's okay, you can have it. And then she would give it I to did. me instead. Wow, I'm a great person. I know. That's, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. that's why I was saying you're really good at sharing. I didn't, I don't remember that. But. Yeah, or, like, Michelle always orders, like, a bunch of skincare or, like, extra makeup or whatever, right? And she, like, always shares with me and Matthew, like, her skincare or, like, oh. she shares with me makeup. You know what? Mina will always be like, can I have this? Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> there's only been one time where I said no, and that was my lunchbox. <laughs> I know. Anytime I ask Michelle if I can have something, I know she's going to give it to me. <laughs> and it's not like I'm in need, guys. Like, <laughs> like I could definitely buy it myself, but because I know Michelle's going to give it to me. Oh. Yeah, so when her. I shop for, like, skincare now, I'm like, you want anything? So I can just, like, get, like, get enough supplies to last. Yeah, I know, like, if I just go in the bathroom, I can use anything with Michelle's, and it's not going to matter. <laughs> So I'm just like, oh, this looks cool. Okay, let me just dump a bunch of it on my face. (laughs) Well, things started disappearing at a faster rate than I calculated. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? Like, where's it going? So I had to go ask her. I was like, uh, are you using my stuff? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, just tell me so that I can order more for the future. But she's not like, you should have told me or you should have asked. She's like, okay, just let me know so I can get more for you. Like, (laughs) like she's so good about that. Whereas I'd be like, dude, why didn't you tell me? She, she used all my acne patches and I was like, where the heck did the bag go? I don't know where they went. And so I was looking all over the bathroom and then she told me that she used them all. Oh, did you know I found another pack, but I didn't put it in the bathroom because I didn't want to share with you. You suck. And it's Michelle's, guys, so she's hiding in my room. Oh my goodness. Yeah, well, I was just about to order way more for both of us. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I'm just good at sharing. Michelle's very good at sharing. She's like very, um, like proactive about sharing too. Whereas like, Okay, if Michelle came up to me and she's like, hey, can I share this with you? Then I'd be like, yes, you may share this with me, right? Whereas I'm like, hey, Michelle, I use this. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Okay. Right? Or, or you're like, hey, do you want some of this? And oh. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Whereas I like wait for you to ask and then I'm like, 
Oh. Yes, you may. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I mean, you've gotten a lot better at sharing over the years. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember you not letting me use your shoes, and I'd be so sad. Yeah. Maybe because I lived in a sorority house, and like I lived with so many people. Oh, really? That made a difference? I think so. Okay. I lived there for three years. That's a long time. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting that that made a difference. I think so. Yeah. Or maybe I just grew up and matured. Who knows? We could talk about being in sororities one day, too. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. That was fun. Fun time in my life. Okay, so that is the end of what we like about ourselves. We hope that this did not come off as, like, bragging. And I know I'm a narcissist, guys, but I'm not actually. <laughs> you're, but, not, you're not actually according to DSM-5. I'm not? Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you haven't thought about things that you like about yourself in a while, do it. This is your sign. Yeah. Do it. Okay, so now we're going to do Michelle's Library. Okay, okay, Michelle, what are we talking about today? Okay, so we're actually talking about another podcast today. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so it's called The VPZD Show, and it's hosted by two doctors. Okay. This podcast is not for everyone, though, because okay. when you listen to them, they are so smart. They are so smart that your mind has to be, like, at you gotta, you gotta 100% be ready. Percent to listen to them, because everything that comes out of their mouth is, like, gold, Ooh. you know? So when you listen to them, I'm like, oh my God, maybe I should take notes because this is so good and informational and they have so much to share. They're just very smart people. Hmm. So VP stands for Vinay Prasad and he is, oh, I put this wrong in my notes, but he's a hematologist oncologist and a health researcher. And then the other doctor, his name, oh my God, I'm going to mess this up, is Zubin Demania. Mm -hmm. Demania? I don't know. They're both Indian, but... Uh, actually, some of you guys might know Dr. Zubin. He's known as Z-Dog. <gasps> Z-Dog oh! MD. Wait, did you know Z-Dog MD works at Stanford? Yeah, he graduated from the, the yeah. medical school, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, he's the hospitalist there, and they are so smart, and they're very middle of the road. They talk about politics, like everything, like health stuff. So uh, in terms of politics, they're not left or right. They're very central, okay? Mm. So... Um, I really like to listen to them because I always learn so much, but I've listened to like two of their episodes lately and they were talking about COVID and I learned so much about it because sometimes I try to avoid the news a little bit in, for my mental health. Sure. I think that's really important. Um, because I used to be very obsessed with the news, you guys. Like it was not healthy. I was constantly checking for new articles. I wanted to be like in the know all, but it was not good for my mental health yeah. at all. But they were talking about COVID and the way we approached it and why things went wrong. Mm. And I thought, this was so interesting. So everybody knows Dr. Fauci, right? Mm -hmm. And how he handed the AIDS, like, like whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and they were saying why that was the wrong move. And I was like, whoa. Wait, how he handled the AIDS epidemic? So the AIDS epidemic, they did great. That's what yeah. they were saying. Oh. But they said that they applied what they, they didn't, like, they tried to do the same thing with COVID, but it didn't work. Kind of. So there's actually a lot of factors to this. So with the AIDS epidemic, pretty much almost everybody was at risk. You didn't know who was going to get it, what was going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And they kind of did that with COVID. But with COVID, there's a lot of data that says, oh, it's people, these people are at risk. We should be putting like vaccines towards them and like mm -hmm. stuff like that. And they didn't do that. They said everybody has to have three boosters mm. and uh, there should be a mandate. And they said that's very wrong. Like there was no <gasps> condom mandate for AIDS. 
Uh, and can you imagine mandating condoms? How the yeah. heck are you going to do yeah, that? Yeah, they said what, <laughs> what they did well in the AIDS epidemic is that they educated people. You know, like you see like Princess Diana shaking hands with people, mm. like really educating people. And that's why it was so successful. But with COVID, wow. the media was blowing things up. We don't, there was like so much misinformation. Everything was like politicized, you know? Yeah. And so they were talking about that and they were saying, you know, making these vaccines a mandate was so wrong. Wow, like, that's a controversial opinion. Yeah, but these two doctors, they're middle of the road, you guys. Yeah, like, yeah, I believe it. So educated and so smart. And they're saying, like, we don't agree with the boosters. It should have just been one, you know, because they're saying, like, we're putting masks on kids when there is no data to support that. Mm-hmm. Like, Look at how many kids have been hospitalized. Like, it's very low, you know? And As someone who works with the sickest kids, yeah. like, I work in a pediatric ICU, guys, we really don't have a lot of COVID patients. Yeah. yeah. So it's very interesting. And they're saying, like, they were talking about how New York wants to put masks on toddlers because they're the only ones who are unvaccinated at this point. And they said there's no data showing that, you know? And mm. actually, in Europe, there were two... I don't remember the countries, but they were talking about how there are two countries that are very similar. It's not like Texas versus California, you know, yeah. but like two countries that were very similar in the way they worked and stuff. And they did a study on putting masks on like like these 10-year-olds, you know? Okay. And there was no difference. These masks did not work. And mm-hmm. they just hurt social interaction for these kids. Mm. And they were talking about that. I was like, that's so interesting. We yeah. might lose some follower listeners from this, but oh. I don't really care. Like, Oh, sorry. I, no, no, because I think it's important to be able to have these discussions that maybe you walk in and you don't, disagree, you don't agree with it. Yeah. But, like, you should still hear it out. Yeah, they yeah. have so much to add to the conversation. And a lot of people have been canceled lately. Like, there's this person who works for CNN. Her name's Lena Nguyen. Mm. Oh. And she was saying the same thing as these doctors, and she's being canceled left and right. I'm so over it. Which is insane to me, because, like, she's actually talking about the research, and they're saying a lot of these people up high are making decisions that do not fit the research. Yeah. It's it's arbitrary stuff. Yeah. 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 So I was like, wow, like, I wonder how much these decisions are going to hurt our future but yeah if you guys ever want to just learn a ton you know like just every piece like of information is gold like you can mm. listen to them and they Ooh, talk I about listen to them now yeah but you're you definitely have to be awake for this stuff because i'm like whoa they have like mine blown. yeah so <laughs> i was i mean obviously our podcast is not as big as theirs but it's really interesting to me and i was like learning a lot you know because can you imagine hearing like these two educated doctors saying that we went about covid wrong I'm, yeah, I mean, that, it, and it's also risky, too, because some people hear that, and, like, and they're like, oh, they're anti-maskers, like, let's cancel yeah, them, but yeah. no, like, I agree with them about the boosters and stuff, yeah. like, I think, maybe I shouldn't go into this, but we've already started this, so oh, I'm just gonna sorry. keep going. No, I truly believe the reason COVID is okay now, and it's dying down, mm-hmm. and there's really not a lot of cases, is because everybody got it over the holidays. Mmm... Think about, I knew, like, 20 to 30 people who got it over the holidays. Yeah. So it's like, everyone got it. Mostly everyone was fine. Yeah. Right? And now, society can move on. Yeah. It's just, like, some people who are very at risk, you know? But they're at risk for anything. Yeah, I know. But I don't mean to be heartless. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, I think it's really important we take care of everyone, but it's like, 
okay, let's let's be realistic. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that, like, COVID's going to be endemic now, you know? Mm -hmm. But let me just clarify, these doctors are not anti-vax. They are vaccinated, you know? And I'm not anti-vax either. Yeah. That's not it. Yeah. But they are anti-mandate, which is so interesting that some healthcare people are for the mandate. So many people are. Which I find so interesting because literally in school, we learn in, like, that's, uh, autonomy is so important to the patient, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... You have a patient with, like, heart failure. You cannot force them to do all these things that will fix their heart failure. Yeah. Right? You can just educate them as best as you can, and that's it. It's up to them. Yeah. You know? Whether they want to die of heart failure or not. Yeah. But the fact that we force these on people, I'm like, wow. It's crazy. Well, you know what's interesting is um, I'm a big fan of the show Madam Secretary. Okay? Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know what that is, it's on Netflix. Check it out. It's so good. And basically, it's, like, a it's a political drama, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, like actually have these episodes that have kind of come true like the whole russia ukraine thing Mm -hmm. it was predicted in madam secretary it's really freaky i wonder Um, why there aren't more memes about it yeah and then um so anyways in the madam secretary episode they were having what was it i think measles were going around right and so then you know they're like sitting around discussing like what can we do as the government Mm-hmm. To like try to curb this, yeah, this um, epidemic, pandemic, whatever. Yeah, and um, they were like, "Well, we could mandate vaccines," and in the show, they're like, "We would never be able to do that." Yeah. They're like, "That is like infringing on people's constitutional rights," yeah. and they're like, "We would have so many lawsuits, yeah, and all this stuff." And so then they decided the route to go was through education, yeah, and through That's like the key, yeah, and through kind of like incentivizing people to get vaccinated but they knew in the show like you would never ever be able to do a federal mandate that would never follow through and then it's like so interesting that that episode came out a couple years ago and then like we had that whole discussion Mm -hmm. in our lives yeah so what like blew my mind about like listening to this podcast is that i'm definitely still in a bubble I'm in the bubble where everybody is talking about we still have to wear masks and like it's crazy that we aren't wearing masks in places and everybody needs to be vaccinated times three, you know? And and like when I do see things that are like outside of the bubble, it's like very anti-vax people, you know? But it's crazy that, you know, some of these anti-vaxxers can be right. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Like we always see these like ad hominem like attacks against people where, like, they attack their character, but just because their character is kind of wrong... Doesn't mean that what they're their saying argument. is wrong. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, this show has centered me again. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you know? Yes. So I, I just kind of... I'm so glad I got exposed to that, and I, like, took the time to listen, even though it's, like, very mentally draining because they have so much to say. Yeah. But it's awesome to hear that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I've learned some more. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mind is blown i'm like sitting here just like gazing off into the distance oh, right now i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no it's just i agree with that i've i feel like i've said pretty much the entire time like i believe in vaccines i'm vaccinated mm-hmm. willingly right mm-hmm. not because anyone forced me to but i've never believed in a mandate and i feel like you tell people that you don't believe like i, I have not felt comfortable telling people like i don't believe in a mandate yeah especially as someone who works in healthcare, right that is insane to me that healthcare people they literally learn in school that autonomy Patient autonomy is, like, everything. But then the argument is, like, oh, vaccines, or or COVID affects other people, too. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. So that's hard, but there's never really been a flu vaccine mandate. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that um, nursing schools, at least out in California, are so strict. They have like these huge mandates. I already know someone in my school who had to drop out because he refused to get the COVID vaccine. And he was one of the smartest people that's in our really class, sad. you know? And I was talking to one of my professors about it, and she said, at one point, she had to drop out of nursing school because she was pregnant and didn't get the MMR vaccine, which you cannot get when you're pregnant. Wow. So, yeah, you're right, because it's a live vaccine. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, are you kidding me? That's discrimination. Yeah. You know, like, she was willing to get it after her pregnancy, but they kicked her out because she couldn't get it while she was pregnant. Is this in California? This is in California. Yep. I'm like, this is insane, you know? Like, you have a perfectly good, like, smart person who got into your program, and you're kicking her out because of this. Yeah, I know someone currently who um, is vaccinated for COVID, like, the first and the second, Uh right? And they did not want to get their booster because they had a medical reason not to. Like, Uh basically, they had a really bad side effect with the COVID vaccines. Like like bad yeah and you know um, my first time getting it i was vomiting i thought i was going septic you guys it felt like when i had sepsis yeah and i was really scared to get the second but i still did it but yeah no, I, this person I feel for people yeah this person was having like problems with like reproductive stuff oh it's scary shoot, it's yeah. like lasting impacts right oh my god and so they were like i want to get this booster so i can go back to school yeah but like i'm really really scared for my health yeah right and so then they appealed to the school and they were like hey you know, can I have a medical exemption for this? I'm already vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. I just cannot get the booster. Yeah. And they said no. <gasps> it, it's literally, like, it's arbitrary. Like, people are just making up these rules for no reason. Yeah. So I... A lot person, of COVID, the way things have been yeah. approached, is, like, arbitrary. Arbitrary, you yeah. know? Like, I, I just don't understand why they make us wear, like, these masks that have not been shown to work. I'm like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, people probably don't want to hear us talking about COVID for so much longer. I'm like, oh, shoot. Sorry. What We just opened Pandora's box. Yeah. Um, But we hope that that did not turn any of you guys off. But if it did, whatever it is, yeah. what it is. Yeah. I don't but think I mean, I felt like crazy. what we said was central, you know? Yeah. Like, we're vaccinated people. We're educated. We work yeah. in healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. Um, We said what we said. Well... Thanks so much for going on that journey with us. Tune in for next week's episode. Let us know on our Instagram if you enjoyed this week's episode. And we will see you guys next week. Bye!